I have a beautiful big book on the desk in front of me. It's called Letters of a Naturalist, the Field Accounts of Richard Henry of Resolution Island. It has stunning photos, letters and field notes, uh, mostly from the late 1800s, detailing some very early translocations of birds when mustelids first started to sweep Aotearoa. If you think it's incredible that someone was thinking 130 years ago about the effects of introduced mammals in our bird life, well it is. Richard Henry is a legend in conservation circles. And Victoria Yenica is one of the authors who's put her energy into creating this book and telling his story. Victoria joins me now. Hello. Akiora Jesse. Congratulations on this book. Can you tell me the story of how you came to this project? Uh, well, it's been a really collaborative um, project. Our family has had a long history with um, Richard Henry's story, starting way back in the 1970s, actually, when uh, we uh, Dad built a wooden boat, um, which we actually called Putangi after Richard Henry's first boat, mm-hmm. and we got that lifted over by helicopter into... Um, the sounds and sailed around for three weeks and my parents at that time I was only 10 and he took uh, my parents took um, Richard Henry's some of his field notes with them as a guide and we visited places that he had been operating in Dusky and they grew to admire him very much and then subsequently spent about eight years researching a biography and that was published in the 1970s. And they always thought at the time that his fascinating story um, in in his actual words from his letters and all the documents that he wrote, his natural history notes and writings and detailing his daily goings-on and the struggle to translocate the birds Mm. and his um, meticulous um, bird observations, all their behaviours, writes really charmingly. And they always thought it would be great to collect those all into one place together and do another book. But um, for various reasons, uh, my mum started it many, many years ago. It didn't get finished. And when she passed away about nine years ago, Dad and I thought that would be a really nice project to finish. So we've spent the last five years working on that and finally got it to fruition. (laughs) You must have really had your mother on your mind as you did it. Yes, definitely, and and that you know that obviously makes us both um, a little sad that she can't be here to see the finished product. But um, we know that she thought it was an important um, story to tell, and so yeah. (laughs) For people who haven't heard the name before or don't know the story, who was Richard Henry? Well, he was one of I would call him a pioneer conservationist. and one of them probably the most important in New Zealand's early uh, conservation history. So he actually, um, his family was Irish and they immigrated to rural Victoria in um, the 1850s, just after the big potato famine. Um, And his father unfortunately lost all the family fortune in speculative goldfield ventures. Um, He was an engineer, so a very educated man. And so after that, they sort of had to scrounge around and earn a living market gardening and started up a sawmill and things like that. So Richard, uh, from a very young age, he was out in the outdoors studying wildlife and he spent a lot of time with Australian Aboriginal clans, the local people. He was super impressed by their spear throwing and hunting and climbing skills. And um, 
then he, I think he he married, had a, something happened with his marriage, we're not quite sure, but it failed and he immigrated to New Zealand in 1874 and then was working odd jobs all around the countryside and eventually came to uh, Manapuri, Tayano area in the early 1880s where he was working as a shepherd, carpenter, rabbiter, boatman, you name it, he was doing it. And he was also supplementing his income, collecting birds and sending specimens to various scientists and museums around the country. And then um, because of that bird collecting, he spent a lot of time obviously um, finding them and observing their habits and came to love them more and um, really that was the period where he became a bird protector rather than a bird collector and his knowledge of them grew and especially kakapo and kiwi and then um, he was really keen to get the job of being the caretaker of Resolution Island when it became one of New Zealand's first wildlife reserves in 1891 and things went really slowly um, with the government getting it all organised and everything and so he got actually quite depressed and <laughs> went off to Auckland and yeah. tried to shoot himself in the head <laughs> which luckily Gosh. failed and um, and then it did work out with the job and he went to Dusky Sound in 1894 and that was the beginning of a long struggle. Uh, he he recognised very early on that with the release of all the mustelids, um, you know, the, the run holders had pressured the government to introduce stoats, ferrets and weasels because of the rabbit problem. And um, then he recognised very early on after the release that the ground birds were in big, big trouble. And um, already in 1883, he was predicting the end of the kākāpō and um, his notes and writings at the beginning period there are full of um, warnings about what he was could going see to it. happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. And then he, yes, and then he started translocating the birds uh, from the mainland um, over to Resolution Island and some of the smaller islands. I think the majority went to Resolution Island. So he had to, in pretty arduous conditions and mostly alone, he was there for 14 years. He had um, occasionally had an assistant for several months. I think the longest time that somebody stayed with him was just over a year and a half um, in those 14 years. Um, but obviously, you know, very difficult conditions, sand flies, rain, um, camping <laughs> out with rats running over his face <laughs> in the middle of the night and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but he, you know, he kept at it and, um, I think he moved most of the birds. So he had to hunt them with his which dog. Which species, Lassie. Victoria, which, which species of bird? Uh, so this, we're talking about kākāpō kiwi mostly, yeah, kiwi and too, he yeah. did he did translocate some weka, but the majority were kākāpō mm. and and kiwi. Um, so he had to he had to track them down first of all. So um, yes, he had a dog, fatal dog called Lassie at the beginning. He had several dogs over the period of time there. But she had she had a muzzle and a bell and she would find the find the birds for him and he would battle through the undergrowth to to where she was and um, collect them up in sort of some um, cages that he had made as a knapsack and then he would take them and row them in his dinghy across to Resolution Island and release them there mm. and um, 
Can can so you tell think, me? Yeah. I mean, it was obviously a bull, uh, a full and busy life. Um, can you tell me about the job that you had to obtain all those letters, uh, work out which ones to include? It looks like you haven't left many out, to be fair, and then to actually mm. turn it into a book. How, how big a project was it for you? Well, we. Um Dad did most of the um, deciding on which letters to include, yeah. and I think the you know the majority of them are there. Uh, there was obviously a bit of overlapping because uh, he wrote to many different people, um, so friends, uh, scientists, his bosses. The future, uh, something called wide. the Otago Witness. Was that a local paper yes. at a time? Yes, he wrote a lot of letters to the Witness. <laughs> that was the local main one of the main local papers at the time. And um, there was obviously then some overlapping in the material, although it wasn't, you know, straight out copies of yeah. each other. Um, so Dad um, had quite a big task, um, you know, deciding what to put in, what to leave out. Um, but I think it's a it's a very comprehensive collection, and it also includes um, some of his. Um, extracts from his book um, Notes on Birds and a lot of other sort of natural history writing that he did um, at the time. So yeah, we, we spent, we've spent about the last five years getting this all together. So I was mainly in charge of um, pulling all the images together and doing extra research um, to yeah. complement things and um, getting the layout done with a very lovely lady who helped us with that and um, just sort of pulling the whole thing together, really. Uh, who do so you... it's been many, many people have contributed. It's yeah. really been a very collaborative project, yeah. Who, you, <laughs> and, who uh, do you hope will enjoy the the book? Who do you have in mind? Um, well, I think it, it's, it's a treasure trove of information about uh, birds and their behaviour and other wildlife. So it's a very good picture of what was going on in the sound at that period. Um, I mean, it's just a fascinating story of, of one man's tenacity and struggle to try and save the ground birds. Um, unfortunately, obviously, he wasn't successful at that time because um, the they could swim, the beasties, and um, the birds that he took to resolution didn't survive. Um, but... Um, He's been an inspiration for yeah. all the work, people after him who have continued right. the work. And yeah. Every New Zealander um, who's, who's spent hours and <laughs> hours and hours working on a, a small task exactly. to try and do their, exactly. their bit, exactly. and, and sometimes it can feel overwhelmingly big, but maybe when there's a million New yes. Zealanders all working on it, it kind of acts as a collective effort, hey? Yes, I think so. And, um, I mean... I think anybody, yeah, anybody who's interested in New Zealand's conservation history, just history mm. in general, birds will really enjoy the book. And, um, yeah, it's beautifully illustrated. Um, we had fantastic images given to us by many, many talented people to add, to try and bring, you know, bring the writing to life because if it had just been pure uh, text, it wouldn't have been, um, you know, nearly so attractive. But I think it will appeal to a wide range of people, yeah. Hey, well done on it. Thank you very much. Huge project, and you've done a beautiful job of it. The book is called Letters of a Naturalist, the Field Accounts of Richard Henry of Resolution Island, Victoria, Yenica, and her parents, Suzanne Hill and John Hill. Well done. Nice to talk to you today. Thank you. Yeah, thanks so much, Desi.